People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. Thank you for joining us again in the Brothers Talk family, Den, Kitchen, Barbershop, Backyard, Corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur your critical thinking and activism around support for the Black community. We're glad to have any first-time listeners, and we look forward to your becoming long-time listeners and helping us spread the word about the podcast and what we're doing. We're glad to hear how many of you have taken up the cause of this vitally important critical thinking for us as the Black community, because we must challenge ourselves to keep from losing more ground every day that we let others think for us. Some of the greatest concepts have resulted from spirited debates, which is the essence of progress when well-defined different points of view are put forth. That's how you begin developing your own individual perspective and inspiring your circle of influence to do likewise. And while we're at it, let's keep the focus on Black love and building self-sufficiency through our relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide, one household at a time campaign, with a focus on expanding the number of Black-owned businesses both inside and outside our community. Support them with your dollars and then talk them up. You'll be surprised how many people there are from other ethnic groups are looking for opportunities to embrace reparations in a way that's personal. They can contribute to our communities by buying Black as well. And Black family, we're going to continue to say it, that even though they're relaxing the COVID guidelines all over the country, we've heard about a new variant that is here and is more contagious even than the Omicron. So we cannot rush this process and think we're over it. So please make sure you're getting your vaccinations and keep wearing your mask. We are getting closer as we believe the CDC is telling us, but let's not rush it and have more tragedies in our communities. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey family, uh, thank you for your continued support. Uh, I'm gonna just kind of piggyback on what Rod just talked about with the pain, with the with the uh, with the virus with COVID. Uh, I, I think that, and I hope I'm wrong. I think that we're making a huge mistake by letting people unmask and people are slowing down in terms of the vaccine. Uh, getting vaccinated. And I read this article the other day that was alarming to me. And one of the things that the article talked about was how this city in China was at one time the basically the poster boy for how you deal with the pandemic. They had zero cases. Now, they're right now, they had the highest rate of infection and death in the world. The other thing that, that, that I'm concerned about with them I actually lifting these mandates is that I read where CDC said that 2,200 people are still dying from COVID every day. And those people are the non-vaccinated people. 2,200 people, that's a lot. One is too many, but 2,200 every day? And we're talking about the pandemic 
is is over. People going back to normal. And I see this. I'm seeing this where people are not wearing masks. They're not social distancing. And I'm, I think that there's going to be we're going to we're going to have to kind of pull back because after spring break is over, probably uh, sometime in April, in May, is going to be this big, big. I'm hope I hope not. I'm the, I'm not going to even say it. I hope not. The other thing, one more thing, I wanted to talk about was for black people supporting each other. Rod mentioned that we got to continue to support black businesses, and you know, I I, I thought to myself, why is it that other folks seem to be so successful, and black folks we're still trying to figure it out, and why is it that there are few black people, pockets of black people, successful in in very different ways, and others aren't. And I came to the conclusion that it's because we we are so afraid of failure that if I fail, I got this one shot. And I think that's the wrong approach to take. The approach to take is whatever it is you're thinking about doing, do something. Take one step first. Once you do that one thing, then it's going to lead you into other directions. So I came to the conclusion that we just got to start doing and stop talking about doing. Norm? Scott, I had one quick question. 2,200 deaths per month per day. Was day. there any kind of, was any kind of um, breakdown in race or demographics? No, no. They just said that the article, the title of the article was um, something to the effect of uh, these are the people who are still dying from COVID. And then when I started reading the article and it said the non-vaccinated are by far, it's like almost 100% of the people who die from COVID right now, the non-vaccinated people. And it's 2,200 of them a day. Okay. Well, you know something, I think you and Rod said enough. All I want to tell our brothers and sisters is, you know, health is our wealth. We cannot build anything. We cannot go forward unless we are healthy. Diet, exercise, sunshine, let's do it. Why? So this week, we're focusing on an age-old topic that continues to haunt us as the Black community, which is racism. Now, we want to talk about racism, though, from a little different perspective, because we want to talk about how this country is so filled with hypocrisy when it comes to any issues that emanate, that any issues that could benefit the Black community, they're quick to come up and take a stand, whether it's the government, whether it is celebrities, there is always this pushback, whether it was Black Lives Matter when it first started, whether it was defund the police, and they're not even really willing to have a conversation that starts to try to understand exactly what is meant by Black Lives Matter and defund the police. And the truth is, the reason those titles had to be so controversial was because that was the only way they could even get any notice from the mainstream media and from politicians in general. So Black Lives Matter and defund the police became these firebrand concepts where you suddenly had your politicians standing up and saying things like all lives matter and blue lives matter 
when the idea was never that those lives did matter. It was all about the fact that black lives didn't seem to matter. When we talked about defund the police, it was never to say, well, let's get rid of all the police, which is why, how they tried to corrupt the slogan. It was saying that too much money is being spent to allow police to do everything from brutalize us to unfairly and disproportionately incarcerate us that we are at the mercy of a system that seems to be geared to destroy us, if at the very least try to control us. And so instead of having those conversations about mental health and about the lack of sensitivity and the bias that exists in a broken system that was born on the back of enslavement, you've had people come out and try to say that defund the police means Black people want to get rid of the police in general. Now, contrast that to the hypocrisy that we see when we hear the pushback of those who want to talk about the January 6th incident. You've got people who are refusing to call it treason. You've got people who are refusing to call it anything other than polite terms like an insurrection. They don't want to call it an attempt to overthrow the democracy, to overthrow the government which is what it was in spades, which was worse than anything that Black Lives Matter or defund the police could ever be about. But you didn't see any politicians running on the idea of how do we bring these people to justice, but you had a lot of people running against Black Lives Matter and against defund the police. And by the same token, we see that now going on with this situation with Russia. Now, we all know that in our lifetimes, Ronald Reagan, who is the hero of the right, their literally demigod, was the guy who called the Russians part of the evil empire. And what do we find today? We've got a whole mess of Republican politicians who have not only failed to condemn Putin is doing, but they have gone so far as to actually support some of the actions that the world has denounced as war crimes. And so Think about that. Think about how different the responses are to two issues, one which is trying to really preserve the sanctity of Black life, and the other which is really about people who are looking to undermine and overthrow our government. You know, Rod, to continue along those lines, uh, it's just mind-boggling to me that uh, it just appears that, I don't know whether because these, these people are of bullies, or people are afraid of them. But for, for, for some reason, the right wing can tend to say what they want to say, attack who they want to say. Anybody from the right wing, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, everybody knows she's an idiot, but yet she said a lot of stuff that if anybody else has said it, it would be considered treasonous. She would be called a traitor. I mean, she's attacking, she's praising Putin just like 45 did, talked about how what a genius he was and what a good thing he did now, but they're attacking Biden. The rest of the world, like Rod said, they're attacking Putin, but we got the right wing and folks in the Republican Party attacking Biden and not Putin. Uh, that, to me, is something, I don't, I don't know whether it's because these are all white people. That might have something to do with it, but you have a situation where, where people who are politicians who are constantly, it doesn't matter 
what the situation is. If it's going to benefit, they think it's going to benefit black people, then it's going to be a chorus of right wing people just lying, making up demagoguing those people, whoever, whatever the situation is in terms of black folks, like Rod mentioned Black Lives Matter. Uh, all you heard from them was they was thugs, it was rioting, they was violent, they're destroying property. They were saying all those kind of things with Black Lives Matter, but now with January 6th and all these right-wing people, they want to pretend that that didn't even happen. Not only that, you got prosecutors. These people committed federal crimes, but prosecutors want to give them like, hey, okay, we know you did it, but don't do it no more. And then it got to the point where judges had to start saying, no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. these people have committed treason. They got to be punished. But why is that happening? Why is it that the right wing can continue? I can name so many situations, and I probably will get back to it, where the right wing will say something so outrageous and people just, oh, they're okay with it. My, my question here is, has anyone spoken about the racism in the Ukraine and what they're doing to the African people there? We talked about a little bit of that last week. Uh, I know we discussed it, but has the media brought right. that out? The Democrats, the Black Caucus? Yes, gentlemen, you know, I haven't heard anything about the racism and the way that the Africans are being treated in the Ukraine and how they're being like, basically treated like third-class citizens. They're not allowed to, to leave the country. They're put in the back of the bus, what have you. The CBC, the Democrats, no one's speaking up for them. There are no voices for Black people. There are no voices for Black people in this country, if you're looking at in Washington. And see, Norm, I want to throw you some red meat because that is exactly one of the things that bothers me the most because we have so many folks who want to come out and call themselves our allies. And as we said, we want to throw away that term because allies never really seems to mean that you got people who are ready to get in the fight, to get down and dirty in the struggle to eliminate racism. And that certainly fits the, the mantle of those who call themselves Democrats, because we don't hear any of them doing any of the things we're talking about. We haven't heard the Democrats come out and speak about treason to speak about January 6th. They haven't come out and call the Republicans hypocrites for how they are responding to Putin and the Ukraine situation. We have heard some Democrats who have come out and decided that they needed to push back against Black Lives Matter and defund the police and try to claim that that was the reason why candidates were losing elections when just the opposite was actually the truth. When they look back at the results, those who embraced the concepts of Black Lives Matter and defund the police, those who were the progressive candidates were the candidates who won. Those who refused to take a stand and those who uh, allowed Republicans to carry that narrative about critical race theory threatening the mind of little Buffy and Chad, once again, they lost their elections. So that's a, a, a big point of ours when we talk about hypocrisy and how racism enters that is where are the Democrats who are supposed to be 
the party of progress when it comes to race relations and inclusion? Where are the Democrats who are supposed to be out there recognizing that their very livelihood as a party in terms of winning elections is tied to our right to vote? And we don't even hear them really getting out there and pushing for that. So what could be more hypocritical than a group that calls themselves the standard for black inclusion, yet they are missing in action when it comes to anything substantive? You know, Rod, uh, you're right. The Democrats, I have no idea what's going on with them for a long time because what you described is, is how they've been behaving for years. But it's more than just the Democrats because you got some Republicans out there who are not like Donald Trump Republicans. You know, you got a few Republicans like uh, Romney and, and Liz Cheney and Kissinger and some other folks who will say some, a little bit of something every now and then. Uh, they'll stand up and, and, and point something out. But for the most part, there are people who might not agree with what Mary, they, I'm sure they don't agree with what uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and all these foolish people are saying, but they don't say anything. They don't, they just, they stay silent. They don't say, hey, you know, that's wrong. That's a lie. That's wrong. They just let these people get out here with these bull horns, bull horns and just spew all these lies. But yet and still, if somebody, if a Democrat, if a non-Republican was doing the same thing, they would be raked across the coal by right-wing media. And like you said, Rod, by some uh, liberal media, by some Democrats, because what they did to Black Lives Matter. But you got a situation where um, they they are quick to call anything that a Democrat does against Donald Trump, who we know all that illegal crap he's done, they'll call them treasonous. And you got a guy, let's take, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, 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 Manchin. Manchin, Manchin, I mean, here's a guy who now he's holding up Biden's nomination for the Supreme Court black woman. Uh, and he knows that if the Democrats lose the House, the first thing that the Republicans are going to do, they're going to impeach Biden. They've already told us that's what they're going to do. They're sending out all these singles. They're laying the groundwork. They're talking about, and no, and, and everybody just standing by, letting them. I just don't get the hypocrisy here that these folks can go out here and do all of this, all of this stuff, just like when Trump said there were good people on both sides when those right-wingers was down there in uh, Charlottesville, and nobody was like, no, they said it was quietly, but they should have hammered his butt about, no, ain't no good people on on both sides. Uh, But they let people get away with it. They seem to get away with it all the time, and I just don't get it. I want somebody to explain that to me. Yeah, but Scott, that's where we're jumping in, though, is because, like I said, we don't expect the Republicans to ever right. do the right thing on this. So like I said, I, I, that's why I'm throwing this to norm because like I said, we've been saying all along, you know, we don't have any expectations that the Republicans are going to call nope. out Marjorie Taylor Greene and company. That's who they are. But it's the Democrats who fail over and over again to state anything that says that they are really in our camp and they run away from it time and time again by telling us that, well, we're doing stuff behind the scenes. Let it, the, the, We can't put everything out in, in front of the public. Be 
talking about black stuff as a losing proposition. And they're supposed to be the quote unquote champions of progress and a race relation. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. I mean, uh, you, you know, 100%. I get it. But what I'm just saying in general, you know, if you're going to be a decent people with some type of ethnic, you know, they are. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The Republicans ain't never pur- purported to be that. We know who they are. That's exactly who they've always been. Like I'm saying, they have never said we are the party of inclusion. We want to support black rights and so forth, like the Democrats do, until the 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 rubber meets the road, and then yeah, we but, don't get anything from them. Yeah, but my point was, let's take NBC. Uh, I don't know what their what their uh, party affiliation is on most of like those morning shows and some of those shows and news programs, and they don't do it. You know, they may or may not be Republicans. Or different. I don't know what they're. Well, but that's is. media, and I'm saying, like I said, yeah. you know, I know media is supposed to be aligned like Fox and MSNBC, but like I said, media is the media. They're just trying to really get as many many views and as many eyeballs on there. But the people who count—that's who I'm talking about. The folks whose job it is to make these laws, like you talked about, Mansion. So that's the kind of thing that i'm saying that where are the democrats who are ready to jump down mansion's throat and jump down cinema's throat like right. you know, and not only are they not doing that as you said they're not pushing back against the marjorie taylor greens and that that's what I'm, my real point is that they're doing nothing 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 norm hey. what say you once upon a time you know the hbcus our young people our young college students they were the ones with the voices. They were the ones out in the streets. They were the ones leading the way. They were the ones actually holding some people accountable. Now I read an article today where Hampton University, they're welcoming Ukraine students, giving them scholarships. What has happened here? Now that's the kind of crap right there to get me boiled over. Yeah, well, that's happening as we speak. Um, excuse me, Scott. I understand helping people with food, shelter, clothes, protection, all that. I get that. But when you start talking about, we're going to give you some free education too. But hey, y'all black folks who are out here struggling, y'all poor folks who folks can't afford to send you to college, guess what? You're going to have to pay. So there you have it. Once again, we wanted to stir the pot and give you something to think about, give you something to chew on, give you something to discuss around the dinner table, in the barbershop, in your family rooms, to really start to put into perspective just what we have to deal with as a people day in and day out. In our positive Black Business Spotlight of the Week, and since it's still Women's Month, we let us introduce you to Carmen Tapio, who's the founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar contact center called North End Teleservices, the largest Black-owned business in the state of Nebraska. She established the company with the aim to create jobs in a local Black community plagued with a high unemployment rate. Tapio, who began gaining experience in the teleservices industry at the age of 18, founded North End Teleservices in 2015, and since then, the company has been providing a wide range of advanced contact center solutions and exceptional service delivery to clients globally. With a passion for helping the community and not just in business, Tapio makes sure the company doesn't only help them visualize success, but also helps them to achieve it. She considers herself a servant leader who believes that with the advancement of each individual and family, the community wins as a whole. Under her leadership, North End Teleservices has been recognized by numerous organizations such as the Greater Omaha Chamber of Commerce and the Urban League of Nebraska. It's also included on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing privately held companies. Carmen Tapio, congratulations on showing and doing what black love looks like. 
That's a wrap for another program, and God willing, we'll keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Don't forget you can follow and communicate with us by sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Till the next time, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time and interest, and know that we'll never take it or you for granted. So remember, let's do better today, because that's all we really have. 